probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism. 75%. If intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected 27,000 hours from first contact. Welcome to the Thing Minute Podcast, where we discuss John Carpenter's 1982 science fiction horror masterpiece, The Thing, one minute at a time. I'm Harper W. Harris from HarperWHarris.com, and joining me again today is... Martha Moore. And where can and people the, find you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, MarthaMooreAudio.com. Awesome. So yeah, definitely check that out, listeners. So today, we are continuing, uh, continuing the week by talking about minute number 27 of The Thing, which begins with uh, Palmer and Childs watching a game show on the TV and uh, ends a minute later with uh, Clark starting to put the mysterious dog away in the kennel. So this is kind of a, I guess, kind of a cool down minute after the, um, there's been a lot of kind of craziness going on for the last couple of minutes with all those this mm-hmm. discoveries with the, uh, the creepy double face thing and the autopsy and all that. So this is kind of, I guess, to lull you into a sense of safety a little maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess the first part we get, um, we have Palmer and <laughs> Childs, uh, you know, relaxing. Let's we'll put it that way. Taking yes. it easy. Yeah, so they're they're just kind of watching their their game show, and uh, I think it's let's make let's make a deal that they're watching. Is and it? I think that's what I've heard. It is. I'm not super familiar with let's make a deal, but they're you know they're choosing between three doors, and I um, I like the fact when they cut back to the actual contestants, one of them is wearing like a super creepy looking like real old fashioned clown outfit. <laughs> it's when it's oh, yeah. it's one of those things like the. Um, you know how you you look at old Hall- pictures of Halloween costumes of kids in like the fifties and sixties, and they're like horrifying. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because oh, that was that show where they would all come dressed up as something. Oh, is like, that how it all... worked? Yeah, I, I I think so. If I recall that, like, yeah, people would just be in costumes. I could never understand why. That's funny. I think I caught a few episodes when I was like a little little kid. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Is it the village people playing a game? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Oh, I, don't, I don't know what the, the other, oh, the other person, the other woman's dressed as like some kind of referee or something. Yeah, she's like a ref. And then she's I don't got know. got her if, high, high knee socks on. <laughs> and I don't know if the one woman is, is like supposed to be dressed as like a, like flower power hippie or if that's just how, you know, she was actually dressed. <laughs> is she trying to be, is that like a flapper dress? I can't really tell. Yeah, I don't know exactly. It's, she, uh, it's oh, pretty she's got the 1920s haircut. Definitely. And then there's the one guy that's not wearing anything no, he's just spectacular. Dressed, he's just wearing like his work clothes. Like he came straight from his job <laughs> at like the post office or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can't believe I got called up here. Some, uh, and I'm not wearing anything. <laughs> some thrilling TV for these guys to watch. But it's it's a pretty, I guess it's a pretty funny gag that they're watching it on, on tape, which is like, if you're going to have, like, if all you have access to is, like, pre-taped TV, I would think game shows would be, like, the least, the, the thing you'd w- need the least. Because <laughs> it's like, if you already know who wins, like, nobody rewatches episodes of game shows. Like, come on, at least give these guys some episodes of MASH or something to watch. <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. 
But that is a freaky clown costume. Yeah, I never noticed it before. It's definitely kind of creepy. It's it's a different kind of creepy than we get in this movie, for sure. <laughs> Actually, my mom made a costume for me that looked almost exactly like that when oh, I was really? a kid. Yeah. I didn't have the hat, clown. though. But, yeah. <laughs> clown costumes. That was before clowns were considered scary. That's now true. everybody's all scared of clowns or something. Thanks, movies. Stephen King. Oh, right. Right. True. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a few years before that. Oh, and that's coming out again. Yeah. It, that, that the, one looks the pretty interesting. Of, yeah. That looks really scary, actually. Yeah. I hope it's good. I really I, I've only seen the original one time, but I really did enjoy it. It's very um, it's very it's like Stephen King in, in classic Stephen King fashion. Like it's got all his his uh, his regular stuff, you know, kids like kind of becoming adults or dealing with like adult situations and uh like tele- mm-hmm. weird like kind of telekinesis stuff and yeah it's got all the classic stephen king tropes and yeah, yeah. i wonder how they're gonna do it because the you know the original one is super long because it was like a yeah i think they did it like a two-part tv movie right yeah it was um made for tv series or movie but it was yeah it was a series definitely yeah i think it's like my husband's seen it long. like a bunch of times evidently him and his friends would sit around and they would watch it like all the time oh wow so he's he's excited about the remake yeah it looks pretty good i i I didn't see the original until i was i was pretty old uh so i didn't i didn't like have you know like a super a a big fear of clowns or 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 of it but i totally see why people do (laughs) i totally get it so yeah the new one looks interesting i hope it's good I just don't understand why people are scared of the the happy looking clowns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know for the, like the clown in this. It's it's like that homemade costume looking thing is just in general. Like no matter what the costume actually is, always looks sort of creepy. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you kind of like made it from scratch and sewed a few pieces together. You just kind of look like a homely. I don't know, homeless clown or something. Like you made it in your basement so that you could go out and, and murder people anonymously or something. <laughs> <laughs> what is the phobia of clowns actually called? I forgot. I don't know. That's a good question. I know. Um, I'm sure there's a name for it because that's a big one now. But yeah. Colrof- no oh, here it is. Colrophobia. Colrophobia. Colrophobia, something like that. But uh, the other thing in here that I'm curious about, we don't really get to, you know, when he switches the tapes, because, you know, it's a pretty, it's a funny gag that he's like, you know, I've seen this one before. Like, why are we watching this? But uh, he puts in the other tape and I have no idea what they're watching because you don't really get a chance to see it. But it totally sounds like a porno. (laughs) The music is like super cheesy, like funk, 70s funk music. Uh, So it's either Soul Train or a porno. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, the music's pretty kind of jazzy and... Bound chicka bound bound. Yeah, exactly. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know and, what they're watching. And he, I guess he's getting settled in with his uh, big doobie there. Yeah. So yeah, and he and so Childs is laying next to him and just kind of puts his hand out like you know asking for it. And um, I like <laughs> no it's, words needed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's funny because this actually ties in. There's another deleted scene that, but I don't I don't remember exactly where it goes, but it, it ties into this because it's um. It's like a greenhouse room and it's uh, and Childs is like doing hydroponics in there and growing marijuana. <laughs> so there's there's this whole scene earlier somewhere earlier in the movie that that they never filmed. I don't think they ever filmed it um, where Childs is like listening to Al Green and, and tending to his, his uh, marijuana plants. So, yeah, it makes sense that he'd be here with Palmer token up 
<laughs> oh wow, that's funny. I wonder, and that one got deleted, huh? I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, again, you know, one of those ones that doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, go with the themes of the movie or add a whole lot to the actual plot. Although I guess maybe it establishes a little bit more of of child's character, but I don't know. Probably a good cut there. <laughs> And I guess they're there for how many, how long are they there for? Have, or how long have they been there? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, because they talk about the Norwegians have only been there for like eight weeks. So I don't know how long like a, a tour or whatever you'd call it in, you know, at an Antarctic base really lasts. But I know right now if they're, um, you know, they mentioned earlier in the movie that this is like the first week of winter. So I think um, somebody mentioned to me that that's, once once it winter starts in Antarctica, you can't come or go for like six months. So like they're they're just stuck there because they can't fly in. Nobody can fly in or out. So they're, oh, wow, they've got at least another six months. But yeah, it's not really clear how long they've been there. It seems like they all know each other pretty well. So maybe a while. Well, then maybe the hydroponics would have made sense because if you're there that long, you need to replenish your supply. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> so, I mean, Palmer's smoking his giant-ass doobie. He's using it up pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I looked it up, too, uh, just because I was curious. And I guess back in the day in, in Antarctica, they used to have one TV station. It was called AFAN, and all it did was run um, vintage TV programs uh, for, for the people who worked there. So I guess this is not totally inaccurate that they'd be watching. Like, Because, yeah, this seems... Um, I don't really, you know, again, I don't know that much about like let's make a deal <laughs> specifically, but it's that the game show looks old even for when this is supposed to take place in '82. Like, yeah. You know, uh, so I'm wondering if it's like an old, old broadcast or something because that's the same thing as we see it again later in this scene that Windows, I mean, he's sitting on the couch in the rec room, he's still reading the same photo play magazine, which we discovered a couple minutes back when we were looking into it that that magazine was already like five or six years old in '82. So. It's it's good oh. uh, good production design, I guess. They were, the, to really make these guys seem bored, they're like reading and watching like old stuff, like they're just super bored. <laughs> oh, okay. All the all making it all the more likely that they turn on each other. Yeah, it's yeah. Maybe this is just really a movie about these guys who just they lose their minds because they're just so bored. There's nothing to do. The aliens just all in their heads. <laughs> <laughs> And I like how he says um, when he changes the videotape, I know how this one ends. Yeah, like he's seen it at a least once. A little foreshadowing. Once. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. I never even thought about that. That's a good like <laughs> horror movie line, too. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> when spe- you know, we were talking about that in an earlier minute, too, that the it's kind of clever the way they do the whole Norwegian base um, thing in, in the earlier scene because it is like it's like exactly a window into their future. Like they don't know it yet. But looking at that base is like, okay, here's what's totally going to happen to us later on. So yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, good way. That, that line takes on some more meaning in, when you look at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I need flares, a parka, kerosene, dog food. Wow, who knew moving to an Antarctic base would be so expensive? And I haven't even started looking for roller skates and giant hats yet. It's a good thing I'm using Amazon so I can get the best price and get this stuff fast. And since I'm using thethingminute.com slash Amazon, a small portion of my purchase goes to help The Thing Minute to help support the podcast. Now, if I can just get some of the listeners to use thethingminute.com slash Amazon, I might just be able to afford that flamethrower. 
so uh yeah after mm-hmm. after we they were watching the uh the tape we move into the rec room and see um everybody just kind of hanging around i guess just wasting wasting some time before they go to bed but um i like i thought it was funny the way they describe this scene in the script it just says foosball Nalls and clark are going at it hot and heavy <laughs> hot and heavy <laughs> like that is not a way i would ever describe foosball <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, but instead of foosball, they have the, the pool. Yeah, the so pool. they changed that, too. I'm, I'm not sure why. But, yeah, either way, hot and heavy is not, not the uh, word not choice the way. I would use. <laughs> it's a phrasing Everyone problem. seems pretty chill. Yeah, I, that, I mean, yeah, this is another one that kind of hints that they've been there for a while. They're Like, it's just kind of the routine. No, yeah. Nobody's even really talking to each other. They're all just kind of silently, you know, playing cards or reading a magazine or playing pool or whatever. And hey, was this the time before product placement? Because so far I've seen a Panasonic TV, a Panasonic a beta VHS player, That's whatever true. it was. And then we see a Budweiser. Yeah, you're right. There is a lot. You know, I never thought about that, but there kind of is a lot of product placement in this movie. There's the whole the J&B that, uh, that McCready's always drinking. And I think there's a, a neon yeah. bush sign in the background of, at the bar. Yeah, I never even thought about that. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to kind of do a tally and see what all gets uh, gets kind of product placed there. <laughs> I wonder if this was kind of before the time of that. I don't know if if that was even a thing. Yeah, you might be right. Like, you know, now every time, you know, every time I've been involved in like, you know, shooting anything, everybody's always got to peel the labels off or, or cover, you know, hide, hide the labels of, of the drinks and stuff. And yeah, they don't seem to bother with that at all here. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just, it goes by pretty quickly anyway. Yeah, true. But yeah, maybe they could have they could have upped the budget a little bit if they had, uh, you know, asked for some money from uh, from Budweiser and Panasonic here, man. Yeah, real, hey, maybe real missed opportunity. What are you gonna drink and what are you gonna watch when you're in, in Antarctica? That's right. So, Panasonic and Bud. <laughs> so when when whenever you're in that situation, you know exactly where to go, what to get. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought it was interesting. Um, I, it never occurred to me until when we were watching the the first couple minutes of the movie. And they first come up on the base. There's a, a sign. That, it's a Smokey the Bear sign. That uh, you know, which I, at the time when we uh, we were talking about those minutes, I thought it was kind of funny that you know, like, are they really worried about something burning down? But um, and I was thinking that nobody ever smoked in this movie. And uh, here we are. Here's a scene with two separate people smoking uh you know i didn't i never know i knew about uh palmer and smoking his doobie but i forgot about uh that bennings is smoking and while they're playing cards too so they oh. are they're all totally disregarding smoking the bears advice to uh yes. to be careful there <laughs> yep yep uh, they're kind of doing their thing they're risking it all <laughs> <laughs> but, and then the dog comes in yes so uh so yeah it's it's interesting to note too that um uh, so Peter Maloney, who plays Bennings, is was actually very afraid of dogs. So, um, oh wow, which interesting. is interesting. So I'm I'm assuming that's why John Carpenter chose to to put him in this role and have him be the guy who's like kind of tormented by this dog. Because <laughs> yeah, he gets jumped on by the dog when it first gets there, and now here he's you know I wonder if they they actually had the dog brush up against him or if they somebody just like poked him and made him jump like that. <laughs> I want to watch his face again and just see. Sometimes you can tell if it's real or if it's not real. Like yeah. if he's acting or if they really kind of they really kind of uh, 
got him on that one. Yeah, like if somebody kind of you know jumped at him or, or poked him with something. <laughs> or if sometimes they do that. I remember hearing a story about Alien, the first Alien. One of the female actresses, when the alien comes out of the chest mm-hmm. and she gets the blood splattered oh, on her, yeah. but that wasn't in the script and she wasn't expecting it. So that shriek was real. Yeah. She was yeah. really freaked out. And and I wonder if directors do that. Yeah, I don't know. I've, sometimes don't just know to get I've... the authenticity. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it definitely works. It's you know, there's maybe an ethical question on whether that's a really <laughs> nice thing to do to your actors, but oh, it, it, uh, <laughs> it, it definitely gets some good reactions. Yeah, I've, I've read that about Alien. That I don't think any of them knew that was going to happen. They knew something bad was going to happen, but I think only John Hurt knew that oh. something was actually going to pop out of his chest. So that that was like they were legitimately all kind of freaking out, which is kind of awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, so they the dog kind of freaks out uh, Bennings again here, who's just like, Bennings is like totally had enough of this shit because he's already been he got shot and then this dog jumped on him and then he uh, he was <laughs> complaining to Nas about his music earlier and now this dog is like just you know messing with him, so he's just like totally had it. <laughs> he kind of shrieks like a girl too. Yeah, he's very uh, like. You think like, the dog like bit him or something? <laughs> like, I guess if you don't, it's like when something swims by you when you're swimming in a lake or something. Yeah, and you know you feel something or you think you feel something, but you probably didn't. But right. <laughs> I guess in this case, he did. Maybe feel he's something, just, uh, but... they're just not used to dogs like wandering around the base, so it comes as a surprise. But yeah, he definitely screams. It's pretty over dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> That Bennings, uh, you know, Bennings does not last all that much longer in this movie, but I don't, I don't think he could have lasted a whole lot longer than that, given how uh, he's, he's a kind of a baby here. <laughs> he seems a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think we were, we were talking about it before we recorded that um, there's some, some music playing in the background here that I'd actually never even really noticed before. Um, yeah, uh, Billy Holiday uh, singing "Don't Explain." Which I thought was my ears tuned into it because it was a little jazzy song. And I've actually never heard the song. I guess it's a standard, Don't Explain, which is kind of apropos because, you know, don't ex- kind of don't explain our love. It's just it is what it is kind of. Well, don't ex- can't explain really what's going on with this alien, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, it so, kind of goes with the with the mystery too. Yeah, especially yeah, I think really all you can as far as the lyrics go, the main thing you can hear is just that don't explain re- refrain in the song. So that yeah. does kind of go with it. Yeah, there's only two like you know songs outside of the score that are used in the movie. It's this and superstitious. So it's a good good uh, good music choices that you know fit the era, but also kind of well. I don't know if this one fits the era. It is a little old for them to be listening to, but maybe that's. Um, you know, maybe that's part of the thing. Like all they had in the jukebox is old music kind of thing. So that makes sense. But uh, but yeah, they definitely thematically they both fit the movie pretty well, which is cool. Yeah, kind of ominous, kind of kind of sweet, a sweet song, but taken a different way. Yeah, maybe. yeah, definitely kind of a double meaning once you kind of know what's what's happening here at, at the base. Yeah. So I think that's that's more or less all I've got for uh, for minute twenty seven. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? I don't think so. I guess uh, 
I guess that's it. Um, the dog, I saw a dog, I think the husky, I guess that's a husky breed, right? Yeah, he's, he's, it's actually a half, um, half wolf, half Malamute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, to me, Malamutes look a lot like huskies, except yeah. the ears are different, I think. There might be some other differences, but um, yeah, I guess that's a good cold climate dog to have around. Yeah. yeah. And we, and yeah, that's a question. We can talk about that probably more tomorrow and when we get into the dog kennel and stuff. But like, it's kind of odd to me that these guys have like husky dogs on, like, what are they using them for? <laughs> like, are they actually using them to like help pull equipment around? And I mean, I guess that goes into the question of like what these guys are actually doing here. They don't, they don't really, like the movie's obviously not really about that. So they never really touch on what, why they're here in the first place. But yeah, I especially wonder mm. why they have the dogs. It seems, I, n- I never thought about it until today when I was watching these again. But uh, it's like, yeah, this is kind of odd for these like scientists to have a bunch of huskies around. <laughs> Man's best friend until they turn on you. That's or right. one of them does. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we got lots of lots of good uh, dog stuff to talk about for the next next two minutes. There's some really good, um, really good stuff going on. So we'll uh, we'll get more into that tomorrow. But um yeah, I think that'll that'll probably wrap up um, minute twenty seven. Okay. So um, don't forget, always you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at the Thing Minute. That's on, on both of those. Um, so you know you can always you know follow us on there or, or join in any conversation or talk about the recent episodes that came out and that kind of thing. But uh, as always, just come back tomorrow for another episode of the Thing Minute. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to thethingminute.com. There you'll find the show notes with links to anything we talked about on this episode and lots of other resources on The Thing. You can also find us on Twitter at The Thing Minute and on Facebook at facebook.com slash thethingminute. But most importantly, subscribe, rate, and review us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. Check out other podcasts like this at moviesbyminutes.com and be sure to head over to starwarsminute.com to listen to the team that started it all. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Harper, signing out.